Today's episode of the College Hoops Day podcast is brought to you by Powerade now with 50% more electrolytes versus Gatorade Thirst Quencher. Hydrating athletes as the official sports drink of NCAA March Madness. College Basketball Insider. Some news and notes from around the world of college basketball. In-studio correspondent for WFAN and CBS Sports Radio. Attention please to John Rothstein. Please report <laughs> to St. The Insider's Insider. Joining us now with his thoughts and a break it down, John Rothstein. It's College Hoops Today with John Rothstein. Let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner. John Rothstein here on the College Hoops Today podcast later in this show we will be joined by kansas state head coach jerome tang I want to remind you to subscribe to the college hoops today podcast on apple podcast we want to be your bible for the college basketball season and beyond we are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year also want to remind you to check out the college hoops today fan page on facebook give us a like give us a review let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year and also send me your questions on twitter i'll get to them later in this podcast i'm at John Rothstein, that's John, J-O-N. And a reminder to find and listen to the College Hoops Today podcast on all the popular podcast platforms. Make sure to subscribe, like, and rate the show, and please feel free to leave us comments. And also, check out collegehoopstoday.com for breaking news, podcast archives, stories, and analysis on the greatest sport that we have on our globe. And I want to let you know that today's episode of the College Hoops Today podcast is being sponsored by runyourpool.com. Have you heard about runyourpool.com? These guys are the home of online sports competitions between sports fans and their friends, you can compete head-to-head in more than 50 game types at runyourpool.com. This is a one-stop shop for sports gaming with over 2 million people already playing. With March Madness on the horizon, it is the perfect time to get into the action. It's easy to start. Who do you think will be in the Final Four? Play against me on the website play.runyourpool.com forward slash CHT. Fill out your picks for all the 60 four teams and get points for the right ones invite your friends and co-workers to enter my pool and get in the game run your pool is even giving away prizes for the top five finishers in my march madness bracket up to a thousand dollars and remember my bracket is free to play so you think you know ball head to play.runyourpool.com forward slash cht and see if you can top my bracket once again the site to challenge me on your college basketball tournament knowledge is play.runyourpool.com forward slash CHT. Come on, do not miss out this March. It's time to participate at play.runyourpool.com forward slash CHT. Certain restrictions apply. See the website for details. Now that we've got you set to run your pool, we are now less than two weeks away from Selection Sunday. This is almost March. We're excited. We're invigorated. And we are preparing again for an unpredictable NCAA tournament. And we got a taste, an appetizer of you will if you will, of what March Madness could be over the weekend. Incredible buzzer beaters as Arizona State's Desmond Cambridge hit a shot in Tucson on Saturday to lift Arizona State over Arizona. And then on Saturday night at the pit in Albuquerque, Lamont Butler of San Diego State broke the heart of New Mexico and its fan base with a buzzer beater shot that pretty much put the Lobos in position now 
where they have to win the Mountain West Conference Tournament to reach the NCAA Tournament. And that buzzer beater that I mentioned for Arizona State didn't just do wonders for the Sun Devils at large chances to the NCAA Tournament. It also opened up the door for UCLA, who won its first Pac-12 regular season title since the 2012-2013 season on Sunday by beating Colorado in a close game in Boulder. And we would be remiss as we talk about UCLA if we did not talk about another Blue Blood program, Indiana, who went to Mackey Arena and got only 10 points from Trace Jackson Davis, but was able to complete a regular season sweep of Purdue for the first time since the 12-13 season when Tom Crean led this program to a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Purdue has lost four of six, and Purdue will have to close the season strong in order to remain cemented as a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Now, there's another story Obviously, in addition to all this, that is resonating throughout college basketball, and that is the situation with Brandon Miller and Alabama, and it was released almost a week ago that Brandon Miller was somebody who received a text message from his teammate Darius Miles asking for Miller to bring Miles his gun in a murder in the Tuscaloosa community that happened some time ago. Miles has obviously been dismissed from the team, but... Alabama has not taken any, obviously, suspensions towards Brandon Miller. We have seen, obviously, stuff from his attorney saying that he was not involved in this. And look, it's a very, very intricate situation when you're dealing with law enforcement and investigation. And we have to remember, the decision to play Brandon Miller is not just up to the coaching staff or even the athletic director. It's up to the president. But the fact remains this. Regardless of whether or not, you know, Brandon Miller deserves to play or doesn't deserve to play. The bottom line is this. There are rules for every college basketball program, and we have seen rules broken plenty of times throughout, obviously, the history of college athletics, whether it's the use of drugs, whether it's a DWI. There is a penalty for those actions. Brandon Miller has not been penalized for being affiliated in a situation which has led to the death of a very, very young mother in the Tuscaloosa community. And now we're in a situation where Alabama who is in position to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament for the first time in program history, and it's a program, remember, that has never been to a Final Four, is going to have this story attached to every single game that it plays, to every single press conference that it holds, until the end of the NCAA tournament. And look, make no mistake about it, Brandon Miller is one of the top five players in college basketball. Brandon Miller, there's a strong likelihood, will be the top college player selected in the 2023 NBA draft. But Brandon Miller was also in the middle of a terrible, heartbreaking situation. And we have not seen, obviously, any penalty from the University of Alabama. This is beyond now about the basketball program. This is beyond the athletic department. This is now the reputation of the school. And we saw on Saturday, and Nate Oates, the head coach of Alabama, made comments in his post game that you know he obviously was going to handle internally Alabama's pregame situation, where a walk-on frisk Brandon Miller before he was announced for its starting lineups, completely tone deaf by the players involved, considering all that happened. Alabama is one of the best teams in college basketball, and one of the best teams in college basketball now has a story surrounding itself on the heels of a tragedy that will not go away for the rest of the season and beyond. And we mourn and we grieve 
and we send our deepest condolences to the loved ones of obviously the victim of that terrible tragedy. Another team that's going to be in play for a really high seed in the NCAA tournament is Kansas State. The Wildcats have not played in the NCAA tournament in the past couple years, but their first-year head coach, Jerome Tang, is a prime candidate for National Coach of the Year. How has he made Kansas State into one of the top seeds entering the final week of the regular season that are projected to be in the NCAA tournament? We'll find out when head coach of the Wildcats, Jerome Tang, joins the College of State podcast with John Rothstein coming up next. And before we chat with Kansas State's Jerome Tang, I want to tell you about Powerade. As a sponsor of the show, Powerade knows that the smallest edge can make a big difference in March Madness. While May is for sleeping, March and April are when college basketball's best give their all on the biggest stage. Six rounds, 64 teams, but only one will get to cut down the nets in Houston. That's why Powerade's new formula packs in 50% more electrolytes versus Gatorade Thirst Quencher, along with vitamin B12 and vitamin C. Hydrate with the official sports drink of NCAA March Madness today. Kansas State has been one of the great stories of this college basketball season. The Wildcats 22-7 after 29 games. The head coach of Kansas State is Jerome Tang. He now joins the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. And coach, we want to bring this up because you mentioned it the last time you were on this podcast. You told us that if there was a movie made about the life of Jerome Tang, you would want the lead actor to be Denzel Washington. Do you still feel, especially after the season that Kansas State has had, that Denzel could handle the role? <laughs> well, John, first of all, man, I just want to thank you for uh, allowing me to be back on the show. I, I think I told you last time it was a bucket list thing as, a, as an assistant and just being a fan of college basketball. I greatly appreciate everything that you do for college basketball and uh um, like you, I'm a I'm a rest in May, but I, I think Denzel is, is up for any role that, that you can throw at him because he's the man. Well, Jerome, you know, before we obviously get into the guts of this Kansas State team, let's talk about, you know, your first year as a head coach. I'm curious, you know, what's the biggest thing that you know now about being a head coach in the Big 12 that you didn't know before the season started? You know, uh, I, I told someone this today uh, that – you know, as the CEO of, of, of a program, you have to always be thinking big picture, but you can't talk big picture, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I have to constantly be thinking about three, two, three games down the road, you know, planning schedule, um, what, it, what it could possibly look like, the scenarios that play out. But I, with the team, we just got to keep talking one and oh, one and oh, you know, what are we doing today? And um, there was a point in the schedule this year where I, I talked big picture rather than just think big picture, or I thought too much about one and oh rather than looking at the big picture scheme of things. So, um, you know, there was some practice scheduling things, some travel scheduling things that we could have done differently mm-hmm. had I been thinking differently, uh, or, you know, that, that maybe could have helped us even be a little bit better than we are right now. Well, it's obvious that you were well-equipped for the job. I mean, you know, Kansas State is in position to be one of the top seeds in the NCAA tournament. What, obviously, did you learn at Baylor as the top assistant that made you so able to come into a power conference program in your first year and have this type of season? 
um, first of all, how important having really good players is. And, <laughs> and at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. If, if we don't have Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson and uh, the rest of the guys here, um, it doesn't matter what I know or what I can teach, right? Those guys go out there and they, they, they execute. Big, big time players make big time plays, big time moments. The second thing is how important the staff is. And uh, and then allowing your staff to do their job, you know, by giving them ownership of certain areas in the program, and just having go getters in those positions. And so I think uh, I not think I know I've been blessed uh, to have really good players on this roster, and to have a terrific staff. And I'll put them up against anybody in the country. Well, they've obviously proven that they're capable of building a team that can be at the top of the best conference in college basketball. But, you know, Kansas State, you know, a year ago lost a lot of close games and, you know, they lost obviously a lot of the players that were on the team last year. You took over a roster that needed to be rebuilt. You took over a roster that needed obviously a lot of changes. So this group is together for the first time. How did you do this? <laughs> Man, uh, 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 uh. A lot of the credit goes to the good Lord because I'm just telling you as a staff, we prayed that God would send us the right guys and keep the wrong ones away. And uh, as we look back on the guys we were recruiting or trying to get here, there was a lot of them that, um, there, there are quite a few of them that we're thankful are not here. And But there are a few of them that are doing really well where they were at so that we knew we were on the right types of guys. And so, um, I mean... Uh, picking high-character guys who are addicted to the game of basketball and they, they really have a big care factor uh, was the, the, the secret to these guys being able to come along as quickly as they, they, they did. And um, and they're very, I mean, we have a bunch of guys that are willing to make sacrifices, um, whether it's in playing time or shot attempts or, you know, whatever it is, they're willing to sacrifice. And uh, so that's been a blessing to what we've been able to do. Kansas State head coach Jerome Tang joined the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein Wildcats 22 and 7 after 29 games and any coach will tell you that the key to obviously having a good team is to have really really good players. You've got a number of good players headlined by two All-Americans. One of them is Marquise Noel. Now Marquise Noel was a good player in the Big 12 last year. You've made him a great player, and we know that confidence in life is the best performance-enhancing drug. How did you make Marquise Noel this confident? Oh, man, I think the young fellow's always been confident in his ability, and he just uh, really put in a lot of work this offseason. And, um, you know, he's, he's, because of his hard work, he's given me the confidence to trust him. You know, and his willingness to be coached and his willingness to watch film and his willingness to ask questions, you know, it gives me confidence to, to trust him even more. And it, it's like that with the guys up and down the roster. But and he's always been a confident kid. He's a hard worker. He's got a chip on his shoulder. And and you're right. He's having an All-American type year. And you know, I hope uh, that people who are to do those type of voting things are paying attention uh, to what he's done in the Big 12 because he's at the, the leader uh, in a lot of the t- statistical categories. And most importantly, in the last five minutes of game, man, he is he's just, he, he makes plays. He makes all the right plays. 
Well, and obviously it helps that he's playing with another All-American in Keontae Johnson. You know, it was such a unique dynamic to see, obviously, Keontae Johnson not just obviously play at a high level, but to play so well. And this is somebody who came to your program where he hadn't played in a year and a half. What was it like as a staff when you got a commitment from Keontae discussing what you would and wouldn't expect from him because he was somebody who hadn't been on a court in almost 20 months? Well, you know, I think one of the reasons why he picked us is because we did have high expectations for him. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we weren't recruiting him and, and bringing him in here, you know, to as a trial run or a test run. Let's see what we can get out of him. Uh, we believed in his ability um, to, to be better than he was when uh, the, the incident happened in Florida. And, right. you know, um, and I think he appreciated that and he felt that we really believed what we were saying. And it, now I did not realize he would hit that level as quickly as he did. I thought we'd get into the Big 12, he'd have his legs under him, and then we would see this like a, a big exponential curve take place but I mean my man hit the ground running from day one uh, and and has ascended and gotten better every single day you're somebody who has coached a lot of talented players during your time in college basketball where does Keontae Johnson rank among the best that you've ever coached man as a talent uh, he's as, as good as anybody that, that I've coached and uh, his his ability to remain calm in big moments and just get it done, you know, it's, it's, it's second to none. You know, he, he, I, we, we, uh, Pierre Jackson's junior year, mm-hmm. I think uh, he made like seven or eight either game-winning or game-tying shots. And, uh, and it, you just always knew, like, he was going to make the play. It just seemed like whatever was, he was going to get it done. And uh, that that's the way uh, Keontae's been this year. Kansas State head coach Jerome Tang joined the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein. Wildcats 22-7 and after 29 games. Now, Jerome, you know as well as I do, this is the time of year where college basketball is in the spotlight and people from the periphery are going to obviously start following the game more. And I think if there's one guy on Kansas State, if he can stay out of foul trouble, that could become a national name to people who are starting to follow college basketball now, not like us, not like the diehards. It is Naquan Tomlin. How much could he elevate Kansas State over the next four or five weeks if he can stay on the floor and keep his usage at a high level? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely the X factor on the team. If we can keep him out of foul trouble, because you can put him at so many places on the floor. He's he can guard a five, he can guard a two, he can guard a one, he can play the one, you know, he, he can play any position on the floor, you know, and, uh, and we just have to, you know, and, and it's the, like, the really tic-tac type fouls that for a guy who hadn't played a lot of basketball, that's what happens. He's picking up, you know, some of those type of fouls. And so the more we can keep him on the floor, the better he's going to continue to get. And, and you're absolutely right, man. His talent level is, is ridiculous. That, you know, it's 6'10", 7-plus wingspan, runs like a, a 5'10 guard and, you know, jumps out the gym. You know, he's just – and his energy level, you know, is just really, really special. So, yeah, I, um, if we can figure out how to keep him out of foul trouble and, and he continues to, to improve, and, um, you know, I, I think he could uh, be really special for us and, and – the country will get to, to know who he is 
uh, with the opportunity and the platform that we're going to give them. Jerome, does this team remind you of any of the teams that you had at Baylor? Mm, no, not, not, not really. I, I, and I hadn't really thought about it. You know, um, I, I tell you, not, not in the makeup of the talent or the pieces, but in the chemistry mm-hmm. and how they like each other and how they spend time together, it very much reminds me of the team, uh, the team we had together for three years that ended up winning the national championship. You know, those guys, they just loved each other. They competed really hard on the floor against each other. But then, you know, they were like the best of friends off the floor. And they were always fun to be around. And um, Even when things weren't going well, it was fun to be around them. And it's very much like that with this group. Well, obviously that team at Baylor, you know, was led by you and Scott Drew. And that was something that you obviously had to do for the first time this year is go head-to-head with the guy who hired you, who was obviously a boss but also a great friend. What were those games like when you were coaching against Baylor where you were for 20 years and Scott Drew was on the other sideline? Well, the first one wasn't very fun um, simply because they had they had lost their first two games in the Big 12, so I knew if we won, it's a three-game losing streak for them. If we lose, I'm upset. You know, so there was no win in that for me as far as – because you never want your, your, your friend, your brother, to go through a three-game losing streak or to start conference that way. So that, that wasn't much fun at all, um, that game. I was happy for our players, and I was happy for our program. But on a personal level, um, I was hurting for my, my brother and my, my, like my best friend, you know. And um, that the second one, you know, they, they were the hottest team in the Big 12. You know, coming in, other than the second half against Kansas, and, you know, they're, you know, number two, a two seed in the NCAA time. I mean, they're rolling. They're doing really, really well. So this was a lot more fun because it was just more about the game. You know, right. whichever team, win or lose, it was, you know, both teams were okay. And, and you know, we all, all had the opportunity to move forward and stuff. So that, that was definitely a lot more fun, the second one. Now, that's your guy. That's your brother, as you say. That's somebody who you built Baylor with. After those games are over, and Big 12 games, you know, in a regular season is like a Sweet 16 game, what do you say to each other? Uh, Nothing directly afterwards, you know, um, but, you know, as soon as he's ready to talk or, or I'm ready to talk, we'll call each other and ask, you know, some thoughts. What did we think? What, you know, what could we improve on? what bothered the other person the most, you know, just to, to try and help each other get better moving forward for the, the next game. And so, and, uh, but most of our conversations are not about basketball. You know, we talk a couple of times a week, if not more than that. And it's, you know, family and, you know, our, both of our parents are, you know, uh, getting up in age. And so things yeah. we'd like to do with them and, uh, before, you know, just, just, just those type of things. Just, how the kids are doing, and, you know, just this life in general. So it's just fun to talk to them. Kansas State head coach Jerome Tang joined the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. Well, you and I have had many discussions over the last 10 or 15 years about who's going to finish where in the Big 12, who's a sleeper, what team do you, you know do you like. Is the Big 12, which has been perennially the best conference in college basketball, better in this rendition right now than it's ever been? Yes. Top to bottom, yes. Um, man, <laughs> the, you know, like not just how tough the teams are and how good they are and how well coached they are, but even the venues. I mean, like 
you're not going into a gym that's not a sellout anymore. Right. You know, like there's no place that you're going where um, it's going to be easy for you. And I mean, whether from environment to team to coach to all of that, it's just we have 10 teams in our league that can win a game in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to think about it when you think about it like yeah. that now. You know, just hearing you now, Jerome, I'm thinking back to when I was watching your press conference after you got hired at Kansas State last spring, and you obviously made a lot of, you know, great points in the press conference, but somebody asked you, why Kansas State? And you said, well, because Gene Taylor was the one that asked me. Yeah. Now that you've been through 29 games and the experience of coaching a power conference team and the experience of being the head coach at Kansas State – how much do you have even more affinity for Gene Taylor for giving you this opportunity, which, as we know, a lot of assistant coaches don't get? Yeah, no, I I thank him after every game, win or, win or lose, I, I thank him for this, this opportunity, man, and uh, for him to have trust and faith in me. Um, and there were guys who have lesser jobs with lesser budgets and lesser leagues that couldn't see me being their head coach, you know, um, they they said it to my face. They looked me in the eyes and said it. And, yeah. Um, you know, and for that man to look me in my eyes in my living room that day and to tell me that he trusted me and he believed in me and to give me the opportunity to lead this great, tradition-rich program. I mean, multiple coaches yeah. have been here and been successful, like really successful. You know, 13 Elite Eights, you know, in this program's history. And uh, to to give me this opportunity, man, I, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm extremely grateful to him and President Litton for this opportunity. You know, Jerome, you've obviously, you know, crafted here quickly one of the best teams in the country. Tommy Lloyd a year ago was the National Coach of the Year. He obviously was at Gonzaga for 20 years and he has another great team this year. Are you hopeful that because of the success of you and Coach Lloyd as assistants at successful programs will pave the way for other highly successful assistants to get opportunities right away at the power conference level? Yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, um, you know that there, there are two guys up the road, uh, Norm Roberts and Curtis Townsend, that have been at one of the most successful programs in America. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they deserve opportunities. There's, you know, Tony Bedford at uh, TCU and, and, you know, just, just multiple guys around this conference mm-hmm. uh, alone. I could probably go into other conferences and name guys too, but that, that could run programs, high major programs, and be very, very successful given the opportunity. And, um, I mean, there's something to be said for guys who are loyal and they spend time and they, they, they learn the, all the ins and outs of a program behind the scenes. You know, and, uh, and there's something to be said for a guy who has relationships with referees. And, and you, know, you know, I mean, I, mean, I think that's one of the, the, my, my biggest advantages. Is yes. that I, I, I go into a game and the, the referees know me and I know them. And what it does is it takes the emotion out of it because I don't think – that they dislike me so I can not get caught up in some of the calls as, oh, he just doesn't like me or he doesn't know me, and it could just be what the game is about. So it makes me a better coach because I know them and they know me, and 
I mean, there, there's a lot of advantages, man, to, to sit in next to a guy for, for multiple years and really learning the league and, and learning a program and understanding, you know, the travel of a high major program and, the, you know, just what you can cut corners on and what you can't, you know, that, that you don't learn at the mid-major level, that you don't learn at a lower level, even if you're successful there, you know. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping – I was thankful for Tommy Lloyd – that he went in and was so successful right away because it gave me this opportunity. And I'm hoping that I can be uh, successful and present myself the right way so that it gives the next person an opportunity. And uh, since this is Black History Month, I'm hoping that the next one is another uh, you know, minority coach out there who's putting in his time. And uh, people are wondering, well, I know he can – you know, we get the label as recruiters. I know he can recruit, sure. but can he coach? I'm just hoping that, that I'm showing that, yes, we can coach and we can lead and we can build, you know, and we can present ourselves uh, fundraise. We can do all the things that need to be done to run uh, uh, basically a Fortune 500 company in, in, the, in the realm of basketball. No, and again, I think it, it's, it needs to be pointed out, too, what you've done in just one year for a program that, you know, the last couple of years was not in the NCAA tournament. You know, Jerome, not that anybody's counting, but, you know, we are inching closer towards March 1st on Wednesday. And it is, you know, the best four or five weeks of the year. And you've been through it a number of times with teams that are high seeds at the NCAA tournament. And obviously, everybody every day wants to talk about where you're going to play, where you're going to be seated, you know, what the path might look like to get to a Final Four, to get to a Sweet 16. Through all your years of experience, because there's so much chatter about those things that you have no control over, how much is simply staying present one of the biggest keys to going as far as you can go? Yeah, no, you really have to approach it uh, as going one and oh, and like like control what you can control today. Let's continue to get better today because the team that's going to win the national championship, they still have a lot of room for improvement between now and when that game is played. And so it's just about keeping your guys focused about getting better and getting better. But, John, I just think it's like, just think about how crazy it is from when we had our podcast, that's the last time we talked, mm-hmm. that you're talking to me, matter-of-factly, that we're going to be in the NCAA tournament, that we are going to have a high seed, you know, that that we could make a a, a deep run in March. Sure. You know, I mean, how, how, how like, oh, what do you always say, uh, only in America – America. Right, it's America. Yeah, it's, it's Amer- America. It's, 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 it's incredible. This is what makes it great, college basketball, where the unexpected becomes the ordinary. Right. Guy who was coaching high school basketball, you know, 20 years ago at, at a school that had a, less than 120 people in a town of 7,000, you know, is, is running, uh, you know, one of the best basketball programs in America in, in Manhattan, Kansas. You know, I mean, come on, man. (laughs) America. America. And all those things are great. And we're going to close with this. Everybody, though, wants to play their best basketball over the next four or five weeks. You have been on multiple teams that have went deep into the NCAA tournament, including one that I was in the bubble with for a month, two years ago, that won the national championship. You know you're going to always have two of the 10 or 15 best players in the country on your team. Aside from Noel and Keontae Johnson, what are the biggest keys for Kansas State to make a big run in the 2023 NCAA tournament? Uh, as a team, if we can uh, not turn the ball over, 
I mean, that that's the basketball side of things. Um, the other thing is just um, when you have guys who have not gone deep in the march, mm-hmm. you got to get them not to be uh, satisfied and not happy, not, not tired of winning because right. it takes a certain amount of work and sacrifice and focus and energy to continue winning. And sometimes guys can get tired of that if they haven't done it before. And so as a staff, we have to keep our guys fresh and healthy and energized towards getting better and not get tired of winning. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun to convert. Jerome, very happy for all your success. We appreciate a couple minutes. We know obviously how busy you are. All the best finishing the regular season. And as always, look forward to staying connected along the way. Hey, man, thanks a lot. It's an honor to be on with you and uh, appreciate everything that you do for college basketball. We'd like to thank Kansas State's Jerome Tang for joining us on the College Hoops Today podcast. But before we get to our social media portion of the show, I want to remind you that today's episode of the College Hoops Today podcast is brought to you by my favorite sports drink, Powerade. Like me, you live for March Madness and the moments that make the impossible a reality time and time again. From the improbable Cinderella runs to buzzer beaters that make your jaws drop, the big dance always seems to give us more. That's why Powerade is giving you more, too. Its new formula is 50% more electric Electrolytes versus Gatorade Thirst Quencher, along with vitamin B12 and vitamin C. Hydrate with Powerade, the official sports drink of NCAA March Madness. Now we've got you set for Powerade. Time now for our social media portion of the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. Send me your questions on Twitter. I'm at John Rothstein. That's John, J-O-N. And again, a reminder, we are just 13 days away from Selection Sunday. We can hear the footsteps. We can hear the bid stealers. But first, we want to hear from you the college basketball fan as we get to the best time of the year sean mccollum wants to know john how far do you think a team from the mountain west conference can go in the tournament it depends on the matchup sean obviously san diego state i think is most equipped to win games in the tournament it depends on the matchup san diego state i think with the right matchup could get to a sweet 16 could obviously win a game Mahoney 02066 wants to know how many teams does the Big East get in? Five teams look solid in play for the Big East. You know, UConn, Xavier, Marquette, Providence, all in really, really good shape, obviously. And I also think, you know, you have to look at Villanova as being an interesting team. Creighton also in play and Providence. So we got Creighton, Providence, Xavier, Marquette, UConn locks. Villanova, though, looking like an interesting bid stealer in the NCAA tournament. Brandon Gilden wants to know, is Arkansas the scariest potential 8-9 seed? It's interesting that you brought that up. I'm going to be writing about Arkansas tomorrow for, obviously, my daily column, The Breakfast Buffet, at collegehoopstoday.com. Arkansas with Eric Musselman, a team that's been in a situation, obviously, where they have been to the Elite Eight in back-to-back years, you know, have the requisites to be a dynamite-dynamite matchup in the round of 32 that could pick off for one or two seed. You got Nick Smith Jr., you got Jordan Walsh, you got Devo Davis, you got Anthony Black. I like Arkansas as a team that's scary for a high seed in the second round of the NCAA tournament. I think with the right draw, Arkansas could get to the second weekend. All things that are percolating again as we're getting closer and closer to March Madness. And five good nuggets this week are being brought to you by Powerade. Hydration for athletes now with 50% more electrolytes versus Gatorade Thirst Quencher. Powerade, the official sports drink of NCAA March Madness. Now let's get to those nuggets. Five good nuggets. Five. Five. Six. 
all five. But you were close. Nugget number one, X marks the spot. Xavier's Jerome Hunter averaging 10.9 points, 6.9 rebounds, and Zach Fremantle went out of the lineup. According to a source, Fremantle could begin practicing again in the middle of this week. Nugget number two, Oscar's appetite. Kentucky's Oscar Shibway. At 22 points and 17 rebounds on Saturday against Auburn, he is regaining his All-American form. Nugget number three, a giant among men, UConn's Donovan Klingon, the best backup center in America in his last 41 minutes, 22 points, 11 rebounds, 7 blocks. Nugget number four, Holy Toledo. Toledo has won 13 straight games, aiming for another MAC regular season title under Todd Kowalczyk. And then nugget number five, Trouble on the Plains, is Auburn trending downward the last two games of the year for Auburn, Alabama, and Tennessee. Now, some games to watch. Games to watch. Tuesday, Iowa goes to Indiana. Wednesday, Xavier's at Providence. Texas is at TCU. And then Thursday, a couple of big ones on the West Coast. Arizona State's at UCLA. Arizona goes to USC. We'd like to thank Kansas State head coach Jerome Tang for joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. This was the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein.